listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, You who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers, kings shall see and stand up, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves, because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is our first reading from Holy Tuesday, the the. Uh, second day of this Holy Week that we tend to disregard. Holy Monday, we don't really pay attention to. Holy Tuesday, not so much either. And then we have Spy Wednesday tomorrow that we really don't pay too much attention to. Till we get to Monday, Thursday, that's kind of a big deal. Then Good Friday, big deal. Holy Saturday, yeah, time to get the ham ready. Sunday, Easter. But notice I'm, I'm choosing these first readings out of Isaiah because in them, We have Christ handed to us in the Old Testament. We have the work of God in Christ being gifted to us. And here it's in this picture of Israel. First, we have God speaking to all these scattered... He talks about the people of the coastlands, people from far away. And the person speaking is speaking of this Lord who has called him from his mother's womb, this electing God, this God that uses election, which we don't like. We don't like the idea that God might actually choose us against our will. And yet here we have God doing exactly that. And the servant that he's speaking of is one who comes with a particular job, called from the womb to be a preacher, to have a mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand, he hid me. It it, it paints this picture first of of Israel as being this this preaching kingdom, this this kingdom that is one of preachers, that is one of priests, that is one of calling people to the Lord. And and so God uses the least of the tribes of the world, the the Israelites, the ones that were the least of all to be his chosen people. But then he also chooses this tribe that's the least of all, to be the one from whom the the flesh and blood Jesus comes from, to be the incarnated one. And here he he hands to this servant that we're speaking of. Uh, uh, In verse 3 it says the servant is Israel, but he he says that it is one that has a, a sharpened sword in his mouth, this picture of revelation where we have Jesus coming on his horse, with a sharp sword coming out of his mouth, the, the uh, word of truth. And that he's, held, he, he's protected by God, that he, that he is a polished arrow that is used to vanquish enemies. 
And verse 3, you are my servant Israel in whom I will be glorified. They're speaking of Israel, speaking of the Israelites, speaking of the Hebrews, speaking of the Jews, saying, out of you, uh, you, you are my servant. I, I delight in you. You will be glorified. I will be glorified in you. Uh, and, and in some ways you will be glorified as well because out of you will come the Savior of, of the world. But then this servant goes on to say, I've labored in vain, I've spent my strength for nothing in vanity, yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God, as though the servant Israel is, is, is proclaiming to God, but I've been doing all these things and yet it has not gone so well, in part because I'm a sinner, I keep making the same mistakes over and over again, but here working and working and working to try and do my job and it's not working out that well. And then God goes on to say, I know, it, things have not gone that well, but hey, you've got an even bigger job to do now. It's not enough for me that you just bring back the lost sheep of Israel. You're going to bring back even more than this. You're, you're going to do even more than this. You are going to be a light to the nations, a light to the Gentiles, a light to you and me. So they're speaking to Israel that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth, that it is not just going to be confined to this one little tribe, but to all the tribes, his work. Well, here we can see it as Israel, but then we can also hear him speaking to Christ, telling Christ of what it is that he is to do, that, that, that he is going to come with that word of truth in his mouth to be that preacher, to come to us to convict us of our sin, but to raise us up by his gospel, raise us up by, by, by life in his name, that we are going to uh, be, glorifying, be, be glorifying God because of what God has done in Christ, and that this servant will be glorified because of his work. And then we go on to find out later that the kings, all, all the kings and the princes will come, and they're going to lay their crowns before, before the servant They'll prostrate themselves. They will worship, is what we can take the word to mean. They will worship. They will bend the knee. They'll bow down before this one. Because out of all the kingdoms, out of all the kings, out of all the other things of the world, there's one who is faithful. And that is our God, our Lord, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you, who has picked you, who has elected you. Speaking to Jesus, speaking to Israel, and speaking to you. Saying that all this work that God is doing, this electing work that God is doing in, in Israel and in Jesus, is also then passed on to you. Because God elects you in Christ through his word. He chooses through his word to call to you, saying, this is what I am going to do. Hear me, that you might be loved, that you might be redeemed, that you might be forgiven of your sins of your times in turning away from God. And that is what Christ comes to do for us. So we give thanks to God for him here on this Holy Tuesday. This Tuesday in which, uh, in the Gospel of Mark anyways, we hear Jesus talking about a lot of things, the end of all things, for instance, the end of time, this culmination of the ages, almost forecasting that that is what is happening in the cross, that when we hear on Good Friday the words of Jesus saying, it is finished, He's saying that the work of God is finished in this world and now it is complete and our faith is one in which we trust that God has done it for us.
and we give thanks to God for that. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you have called us to follow you. Grant that our love may not grow cold in your service and that we may not fail or deny you in the time of trial, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord, church. We'll see you tomorrow.